Welcome back to another episode of the Vision Driven Mom podcast. You know, I am so glad that you're here. Did you know that I dreamed you up? No, seriously. I dreamed up this podcast years ago when I wrote my very first life vision, and I dreamed you up too, my listeners. So thank you. Thank you for showing up in my dream and coming to these conversations week after week. And if this is your first time here, I'd like to personally welcome you to the Vision Driven Mom community, where we believe that anything is possible, even feeling good in motherhood. Now, one thing I speak about over and over again during these conversations is that living a vision-driven life is a game-changing way of living. It's a moving toward what you want rather than pushing away from what you don't, which is the way that we were taught, right? We were taught to live a circumstance-driven life. Now, imagine what our world would be like if every mom lived a vision-driven life. If every mom lived their life moving toward what they want rather than pushing away from what they don't, the ripple effect it would have on our kids, on their friends, on their families, and so on and so on and so on. Now, I truly believe that every mom needs to have a life vision and that a life vision is the number one most valuable tool in your Vibe Care Toolkit. Now, if you haven't downloaded your toolkit yet, I've included the link in the show notes. So once you've signed up for your toolkit, you'll have the opportunity to sign up for the Create Your Life Masterclass to create your life vision too. Now on that note, you are going to love our next guest. Now my new friend and colleague, Sarah Dalton and I had an incredible conversation about the magic that happens and the freedom we experience when we live our lives with intention. We talk about what core values are, why you have to know what yours are in order to live a life that you love, a fulfilling life, and how to align with your values. We talk about what an energy audit is, the four sources of energy, and how to use your energy in the season that you're in. We also talk about what an essentials list is and how it differs from a traditional to-do list. Now, Sarah Dalton is a productivity coach for moms. She is the founder of Your Simply Big Life, an online community that empowers women to step out of overwhelm and live each day in alignment with their values. She creates tools like the Peace and Productivity Planner, as well as her online course that help women lighten the mental load and create space in their lives for what matters most. Sarah is the host of your Simply Big Life podcast, where she has weekly conversations with like-minded women and offers inspiration on all things simplifying and living an intentional life. She is passionate about helping, helping women learn to find their unique balance and flow with both peace and productivity. Now, I I know that you're going to feel the energy in this conversation. It was amazing. We are so aligned in our teaching. And actually, what she teaches is really, it's really kind of the core of, you know, you have to know who you are, um, your core values and all of that before you can really create a vision. Now, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did having it, having this conversation. And be sure to tag... uh, uh, Sarah and I uh, on social media and let us know what what gold nuggets you gleaned out of this episode. All right. Enjoy the show. This is the Vision Driven Mom podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, for moms by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood, from fear, loss, and heartbreak, to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. Well, hello, Sarah. I am so glad that you're here and really, really, really excited about this conversation today. Yes. Hi, Tracy. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So, Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about your journey, how you became this productivity coach with this planner and this whole, like how, what was your journey? How did you get here? Yes. Okay. So I know I always ask this question and (laughs) to my guests, I'm like, you can, you know, it's a lot, like, obviously we all have the winding journeys and the different, so it's always a challenge, a little bit of a challenge to like put it all together. Right. Um, So I guess probably the biggest thing for me is when I 
became a mom, right? Like yeah. that is for me, that turning point. And we, and part of your journey, that's the thing I can relate so much to you where I felt like sort of in my twenties and before I came a mom, I was just kind of, it was all over the place yeah. and, you know, de very disconnected in general from who I was, what I wanted, you know, which isn't not uncommon. Right. Um, and then when I became a mom, it became very clear to me that I needed to get my stuff together yeah. <laughs> and really get my priorities straight. Um, and so, and those first, oh my goodness, those first five years of mm -hmm. motherhood were super messy, super frustrating, uh, you know, just all the things. And oh, yeah. so what I went to, like my initial thing was, oh, well then I just need, I just need a better planner. Like literally like that's right. what my brain went to. Well, right. I'm feeling all over the place. I'm not feeling good in my marriage and my body and my, as my, as a mother and all the roles, like, okay, so I must need a better planner. Right. <laughs> literally. <laughs> right. I, I, mean, I know sense. I'm laughing. I'm yeah. not laughing at you. Exactly. I'm laughing with you. <laughs> exactly. I feel like I can look back now and just be like, wow. Like, you know, of course hindsight, but right. That was like kind of where I knew to go. Right. That was my first initial thought. And then I proceeded to go through like 20 different planners and, you know, none of them quote unquote worked right. because clear, as I know now, it was me who had to do the work that it, it really, that's what it comes down to. That's what I realized. I, um, eventually I tried a lot of different things. Honestly, I tried therapy. I tried all the different things because I felt so confused and like, basically, yeah, like a mess up in my head. I was like, yeah. this is not going well. And it's not what I thought motherhood would look like. Right. And so it's that like disconnect where it was like, I must be doing something wrong because it's not looking or feeling how, like I thought it would. Yeah. And so, I mean, but I would say luckily, but not luckily, it was just part of that journey was I met my coach and mm -hmm. she was like, she started off as basically a life coach. She ended up being, we stayed together for years and she helped me with my business after that. But really it started with, she introduced me to core values mm -hmm. and strengths finder, like all those pieces, right. That a really good coach sort of introduces you to slowly and surely right, you start right. to put the pieces together of like, oh, like it, it wasn't the outside environment mm -hmm. that I had to fix quote unquote. It was the work inside. It was the inside work, the inside job that I was overlooking. Yeah. And once I started really honing in on that, and especially for me, it was that piece of the core values. It clicked and it was like, okay, this is who I am. This is what matters. This right. is what I believe. So I'm going to, you know, build my life around that. And yeah. that's kind of where then it led into, you know, starting the business and all the things, but it really, that's where it started. So yeah. Sarah, you know, we're so aligned <laughs> Yeah, because, and I did, I haven't shared this part with you, but, um, I, for, first of all, I love what you said about the inside job because it's, I, it's just instinctual. Not, not, it's not instinctual. It's society yeah. that makes us go to the outside. You know, what is it? Uh, I'm, I know I'm going to declutter my house. That'll fix it. You know, I know I'm going to, or get into a new relationship or get into a new house or, you know, but like, like I, I, like I've talked about wherever you go, there you are. Exactly. It's the inside job. That's a yep. beautiful, and it's a beautiful realization that, oh, you know, like the light bulb. Oh, yeah. it's yep. not out there. But then, so once you, once you work on the inside, so what happened once you worked on the inside, what happened on the outside? Yeah. So you know, nothing changed overnight, obviously, right, right. but it was, it was definitely, I think the biggest thing I can look back now and see that it was that feeling of empowerment that mm. I, and I always, that word is so it's powerful to me because right. I think that's what the piece that was missing. I was, again, it was like when you are kind of living on the outside and looking at things outside and because life's going to happen. Right. So when we're sort of like relying on these outside things to fix us or to be a little, you know, band-aid, whatever it is, then that's not that consistent lasting effect. So, right. 
So I think once I started doing the work, I mean, it was a messy, painful to be brutally honest, right? It's (laughs) like, when I really look back, it was like, there was so many, it was, it was kind of like you said, like, you know, of pulling apart all the different areas and looking at them and being like, okay, where, you know, what's working here and what's not. And eventually, I mean, honestly, it's, it's a whole, the whole other piece of my story, which we don't, you know, it's important. We don't necessarily have to get into it, but it's, I'm also a stepmom. And Mm -hmm. so being kind of, I was immediately put into that position, right. Where it was Mm, like figuring out the co-parenting. So that's another piece of that. Um, there was a lot going on in the first years of marriage and new motherhood. Um, and, and so, I think the more I got clear on who I was and what I wanted, then the next thing was I was able to communicate better with my husband. And it's like that ripple effect, right? And then when we're on the same page, then we are better parents and we are, right? So it's like, okay, so I think if I'm, if I'm looking back clearly, right, it's hard to like remember everything, but it was just a blur. (laughs) It's a blur a little bit. And I'm like, but then we, we ended up, um, just again, and if, as far as my husband had a job where his, the quality of life, you know, it was like all those different pieces. Yeah. And so we, we did change some of the outside things, like some of the, the things that we were in control of after I sort of, again, it was like, oh, okay, I feel more empowered and I know I have the tools. Right. I wasn't perfect, but I, I have the tools and I'm starting to know what I need when I need it and these things. So then it was like, okay, so then some of these outside, if we need to change locations, if we need, it was like a natural progression. And then that's where out of that, after trying the 20 million different planners, I was like, once I got in a place, it wasn't right away, but once I got in a place where I was like, I could take a breath and we were all kind of, you know, again, in in like a more peaceful state in general in our family, I was able, then it was like, a flash. I'm like, I really want to create a planner. (laughs) Like, and it started, it started with a planner, the business, the whole thing started with creating a planner. And it's literally now turned into this. It's not like, it's a piece of it. The planner is a piece of it and it's a tool, but my overall mission is helping women to live their life with intention. Like Mm, that's what it all comes back to. And that's what I felt like what I know now was the missing piece. Right. Yeah. I love that. And I, I really, I love the planner story, Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> all the planners, like it's going to be, I'm kind of fun. It's the yeah. perfect planner, yeah. but then you designed your own planner that works. You yes. Know? And yeah. that's, you know, what's interesting. And it's, it's a whole, like, I still, it's a very, just to be totally honest and transparent, right. Even designing your own planner, it's like, there's still, it's still, that's not the answer. I right. think that's right. Yes, exactly it's like, it. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, like that was like a light bulb moment. I'm like, but okay, but it's an amazing tool. And I, yes, I use it and it helps me, but it's just like one of the things in my toolbox. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and so I didn't mention this before, but when I, when I first started pulling apart my life and met my coach and we started talking about, she, she helped me see that I didn't even know what my core values were. You know, I think I thought that core values were what you want in your life, mm-hmm. but no. And, and you, you know, I want you to speak way into that. You can speak much better into that than I can. But um, my, I had literally, Sarah, my number one core value is growth mm. and across the board, right? So I had put my family as number one, which, because that's what society did. That's right. what you're expected to do as a mom, right? Yeah. Their de- family is definitely in the top five, but it's not number one. So I had literally mm-hmm. taken all of my books, all of my, you know, I've, I've been, I was the kid under a tree, like reading, you know, yeah. self-help books. I yeah. like this. I've just always been, it, it's a, it's a core part of me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I had literally took taken all of my um, personal development books, uh, my whole library, yeah. put it in boxes and put it in the attic. I had literally wow. taken my core values and put them in the attic oh and gosh. replaced them with parenting books. 
Yeah. Right? So can you really speak into core values and, mm-hmm. and what they are and, um, and how you align and your priorities with your core values? And I really, yeah. really, really love this because this was key. This is self-awareness. Right, right. We cannot live a life that we love without self-awareness. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Like I said, this was the turning point for me. And really the way that I look at core values is it's just what you believe to be the most important things in your life. It's your top priorities. It's and the way the two things that I like to say about it is that they are your foundation Mm -hmm. and they are your filter. The two Ooh, I love those two words. So, Perfect. yeah. And it's just, and really with the foundation, like this is where I started. This is where I encourage the women to start again with that self-awareness. So it's, what do I believe? And I love what you said about that. Literally, I think every mom could probably attest to this idea of like, you feel like family should be like number one, right? Which again, yes, it's important. I think so much of it is just taking the judgment out Mm -hmm. and really pulling that lens back and being super honest with ourselves. Um, So I do like to, you know, kind of go, everybody does it a little differently. And for me, my top five core values are kind of what I, what I shoot for because I like to keep them top of mind and, you know, again, keeping things simple. So, um, and so for me, it's faith, family, health, integrity. And I really, um, love that it's, you know, again, it's not anybody's, um, business really what which thing sort of I'm prioritizing Mm -hmm. and I think we can ultimately the way I look at it in general too the is life in seasons so we're gonna focus on different you know really implementing different core values in different Mm -hmm. seasons but that doesn't mean the other ones go away um so so yeah so basically as far as the foundation that's where I started and I have a um, a link on my website that I can give you. I think I may have included it, but really, yeah. so name the first step in figuring out what your core values are for me. It's the name, name what they are. So getting a, in that little uh, worksheet, it's all the different, you know, core values, all the different words that could possibly, right. you know, be a core value and kind of narrowing it down which I kind of walk you through that because that can be, I think. Overwhelming. Yes. Right. I know for sure. Like yeah. a piece of it that is like turns people off. Like, I don't know where to start, so I'm not going to do anything. Right. Um, so uh, definitely, you know, again, and a lot of them overlap. Yeah. So I think sort of getting down to five, it may take some time, like cir- going through that initial, all the words circling or underlining and then going back you know, giving yourself a break, taking a breath and then going back and going back through those ones you circled and then highlight or underline right, and right, just right. keep f- going through until you get to your top five. Yeah. Um, and so really for me, like I said, with the seasons, that's what is the foundation. So then, and I love, obviously, I love how you talk about the vision because for me, it's your core values will determine what your vision is. That's exactly it. Right. And your vision will determine what your goals are. Yeah. And then from your goals, you create your rhythms for the week. And from your rhythms, you pull out what are the daily habits and the things that I'm going to do, you know, on a regular basis. So again, we are so in alignment with this, but it's, I've always loved this idea of bringing the, um, getting the big picture and Mm -hmm. then breaking it down, breaking it down until I have the bite size, doable action steps. Right. I know. And like we've talked about a lot of times we want to go right. I want to make change and I'm going to go right to the steps. Yeah. But you're missing like all of the important steps, right? The important step, the number one most important thing is the self-awareness is the core values. Yep. Because it's no wonder many of us, many of us moms that put family as number one. Right. That's why we feel wonky. It's why we feel like, you know, I I remember going to the park and thinking, she does that so well, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. 
Yeah. What am I doing wrong? And right. you know what I was doing wrong is that I wasn't living based on me, right? You know, based yeah. on you, based on the listener. Like, what is most exactly. important to you? Exactly. If, you know, and some people, family is number one, right? And that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's perfect for them, yeah. but it's not perfect for us. Now, exactly. A couple of things that you talked about. I love the foundations and that that's, that's perfect because it's your firm foundation. Like if yes. you're, if yes. you're building a house, you have to build your house on a firm foundation. Yeah. Otherwise it's going to crumble. Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. what happened to me. It sounds like what happened to you too. Exactly. Crumbling. You know, yep. what, you know, is it, cause it's a major thing and, and you know, all this, it, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's a, being mm-hmm. a mom is just hard. And yeah. then you have being the stepmom on top, yeah. which mm-hmm. is another layer. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Of difficulty and thinking and, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I love what you said about seasons mm-hmm. because this is so true. You know, this past year I have, my kids are in middle school. My daughter was in sixth grade this year in Mm -hmm. virtual sixth grade, right? She went from having one teacher in a very nurturing environment to having six teachers um, all delivering in their own different way. And and, and I really, I feel like I spent the past year taking sixth grade again, Mm, (laughs) right? I I feel like, yay, I passed sixth grade. Right. (laughs) But that was a season. Yeah. Like, can you talk? And that, that for me, that feels like that was a season this yeah. summer. Um, like we yep. talked about, I'm going to take some time off this yeah. summer. I'm going to do some behind the scenes in my business. Yep. For the most part, I, w- I want to spend time with my family yeah. in a different way. Right. Exactly. It's a different season. Right. Yeah. Yep. Fun and play. So mm-hmm. can you speak a little bit more into the seasons and what that means to you? Yes. And so before I jump into that, I realized I didn't say freedom. I gave you oh, four freedom. core values. Freedom. Right. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. normal. I'm like, uh, I'm a little nervous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. So, and it's funny cause that's like one of the, the main ones oh, right. that like kind of like growth, right. Mm-hmm. It like is a blank, like it affects every area of my yeah. life, right. that freedom. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that. So when it comes to seasons and how you are, you know, applying your core values for me, like you said, I think a really good example is the summer because I am family as a core value and freedom are probably the things that are coming up the most that I'm really focusing on. And so it is informing what I'm doing, you know, in my weeks, in my days. And so literally it, it like how I'm, I like to do ideal weeks and set it up. So what is that ideal, you know, the ideal schedule, but then also the rhythm. So like my morning routine is going to look different you know, in the summer season, then it will in the fall. And so that's what, again, when that's sort of my, I like to like rotate and not even, it just kind of happens naturally. But I do think as you're kind of getting started with core values, you can start to see, okay, that's a natural flow with the seasons when the kids go back to school, depending right where for me, when they go back to school, it's a naturally a more focused where I'm like, okay, I can start to focus on my health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the freedom in, in the work area. So right. the freedom for myself to figure out, okay, what are the next steps with business and that? So, yeah, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but just. It does. It yeah. does. And I, I, so, and I've been listening to your podcast, which is amazing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're so aligned. Yes. But you, but I remember you talking about the, um, about the summer mm-hmm. and, and, and intentionally creating your summer. And I love yeah. that part, but that, it's, that's right. It's a season. Yeah. There are seasons in, you know, I'm in a, you're in the elementary school season yeah. of, of yeah. parenting. I'm in the middle school season and they're all just a little bit different and they yeah. all require just mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, a, moving into different, different values. What's important right now. And exactly. so, um, so, um, and I love, I love that you talked about the rhythms too. Mm-hmm. The rhythms are really important. I love the word rhythm too, because it's rhythm to me, feels like flow, yes. right? It feels yep. like flowing with what's natural. My coach used to say to me, Tracy, why are you swimming upstream? Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Turn yeah. around and go with the flow of your life. And right. that's, what, that's what rhythms, can you speak a little bit more into the rhythms? Cause I love that. Yes. Yes. So this is something that has come up. It's just, 
again, kind of naturally evolved as I've been, you know, creating, really thinking through the mission of the business and what I'm doing. And for me, it's the intentional rhythms that create the intentional life and Mm. rhythms, the way I, it kind of encompasses for me, any system routine or habit. So it's all those things. I'm like, for me, instead of like pull, you know, making it all a little bit crazy or complicated with like, okay, do I need a system here? Do I need a routine here? And it's just, it's just the rhythm of our life. So morning rhythm. And I sometimes use it interchangeably. Sometimes with the routine, it's just natural, like a morning routine. But what are, what is our afternoon rhythm? What is my work rhythm going to look like? Right. Right. What, so literally for every area and I have um, like a three-step, if you want me to share that three steps to sort of, first of all, to figure out, I think anytime we're feeling, you know, out of sorts or feeling like, okay, the morning is super crazy. It's super chaotic. And that's a good indication where you might need a rhythm, right? Where you might be like, okay, let's, let's give this a little bit more structure. Um, And I love flexible structure. I think that's why I also love rhythm because routine sometimes feels like a schedule or like on, you know, it can has a different connotation. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like using rhythm. And so it's the first thing, once you figure out the area, uh, you know, where you want to add in a rhythm, Mm -hmm. it's that brain dump. And so there's three B's of creating a rhythm. It's brain dumping all the things that, first of all, that you're doing, that you're already doing in your morning, and also what would what you would like to be doing, right? right like right. what's working, what's not. Um, so just brain dump all the things around that area, time of your life, time of your day or week, whatever it is, and then break it down. So mm-hmm. break it down into, okay, so what are, you know, circling or whatever the, the steps that make the most sense, the things that you really are, you know, you can do, you have the capacity for in each season, our capacity, that's the thing is going to be different. It's going to look different. Um, so sometimes you might need a way more simple rhythm, like just keep it bare bones, one or two things. Um, and then in other, right. Or even as the kids get older, they can handle a little more of like meat to the rhythm. So it's figuring that out. And again, this is all a practice, a process. Um, And so kind of getting that, those steps down, like what you break it down and then you block it out. So it's just really as simple as that, right? You place it, what makes sense with time again, if it's your morning. So what is the time frame there again, with that flexible structure, it's not necessarily like six to six 30, but around this time for me and some people, again, knowing yourself, right? So some people thrive on a little bit on more structure. So knowing that about yourself and, but I think those three B's can really be applied, you know, in a lot of the scenarios. So. Yeah. And so many things about what you just said. (laughs) I love, I love love what you just said. Um, So I was thinking about your core value of freedom. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I was thinking thinking about freedom and rhythms, right? For one yes. thing, I love that you call them rhythms because systems, routines, um, rituals, habits, yep. Yep. they sound, they really turn off some of my um, more, you know, um, I don't know what the, the Enneagram, the, the like more flowy, you know, I, I have, I have, um, I've had clients um, come to me and say, well, I don't want to have a, right. you know, a schedule or a system or mm-hmm. that feels too structured. Yeah. I love that you call it a rhythm because that's what it is. I'm going to yeah. start using that. Rhythm is beautiful and I will give you credit. <laughs> I will definitely give you credit. I, but it's a beautiful, (laughs) it's a beautiful way to, this is your, it's a rhythm. It's not a, cause a system feels like a have to, or Mm -hmm. a routine feels like a have to, Mm -hmm. you know, a rhythm feels more flowy. It feels like more freedom. And what I was thinking about is your, um, but when we take the time to create those rhythms, mm-hmm. we actually have more freedom. Absolutely. Yeah. It was an, it was an interesting realization for me mm-hmm. that the more I put structure rhythms mm-hmm. into my life and into my, into my work, yeah. the more freedom I actually have yes. rather than going willy nilly, you know, like, you know, just like, like we talked about the whack-a-mole, you know, life, yeah. comes, up and life comes in and exactly. you know, like a- actually creating 
creating space for the whack-a-mole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Creating space for when, you know, and, and that could that could mm-hmm. also be part of your structure. Yeah. Creating some space. Intentional right? space. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I really, I really love that. Rhythm is such a beautiful word and it just sounds flowy and beautiful mm-hmm. and like and and it also sounds like I can do this, right? Right. I can create a rhythm. Yeah. Structure, routine, what? But a rhythm, you can create a rhythm. We all can create a rhythm. Exactly. And I think when you, when I hear it, I love hearing it out of other people too, like, because it, it brings up in me, it's like keeping in step in flow, like you said, in flow, but keeping in step with our life, with all the things that life throws at us. And, you know, it's not feeling like we are yeah, trying to keep up necessarily, but we're just in, you know, we're in the zone, I think is a good way to say it too. It's just, and then the beautiful thing is, I think this is what I'm big on is just that not getting so attached to the rhythms. Mm. Once you figure out something, this is a, you know, probably something that I, I struggle with that I see a lot of women. Once you find something that works, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work in every season or, and so like not forcing it. This is a great, you know, the morning routine is always a great example. The morning rhythm of like, because you know, it's going to look different in like, depending on your kid's age, depending on your own energy capacity. all Yes. So it's like so much grace, I think is another thing around rhythms. It's just grace filled. Right. Right. I love yeah. that. I love that. And, and allowing yourself. I think sometimes yeah. we, we feel like oh, it's got to stay like this way. I've got to keep my routine this way. Yeah. That was the one thing that I learned when I um, became a mom is I, I used to, I had this amazing morning routine, right? I mean, two yeah. hours of morning routine. And I would right. do, I would do get at least an hour of yoga in the morning. I would do a 30 minute walk. You know, mm-hmm. I would do all this stuff. And when I had my kids, I couldn't do that, you right. know? And, and I had this weird all or nothing mm-hmm. attitude about it. Well, if I'm not, and it was really self-defeating. Right. Why, why mm-hmm. I did that, I don't know. So now I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I've condensed it. And now as my kids are getting bigger, I don't have to, you know, I can actually do my morning walk and I don't have to make sure that my kids, my my husband's awake, you know, that kind of thing. I don't have to do it, you know, in the dark. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But it's, but it's a beautiful, you know, realization that it can be flowy. Mm-hmm. You know, it can, you can yes. still have a system or a routine and let it, yeah. it can be flow. It can exactly. flow. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, tell me a little bit about, you mentioned an energy audit. Tell me a little bit about an energy audit and what that means. Yes. Okay. So this was the next thing. It was, again, I, the thing I feel like I kind of started with was my time. Right. Mm-hmm. And I went to that, which is important, but I quickly realized that, figuring out your time and your, you know, your schedule and your rhythms is one thing, but matching that up with your energy and Mm. where you're at, right? Literally, I I think I've said it a few times, but the capacity, it's going to be different. And I'm learning so much. It's very interesting. I'm learning about cycle syncing and all these things because it all, I didn't know that Sarah, me too. Oh my gosh. (laughs) See, we're so like on the same page. Um, but it's so true because that's, I mean, we, are these cyclical, you know, beings. And we try to so often fit a square peg in a round hole and right. Like, cause we, Mm -hmm. we created this schedule or this routine or whatever, whatever it is, you know, and then we think, you know, we're trying to do that, do that at all costs. I think that's where I realized, okay, this is the next piece of my journey is energy management and, really figuring out. And so much of it is, so just like, you know, the awareness around what your core values are, who you are, what you believe, what you want, it's okay. How do I operate? Like literally, you know, some people, that's the thing. It's doing that energy audit is auditing is like how, you know, your natural energy. First of all, some people are more high energy, naturally lower energy. How much sleep do you need? It's Mm, going through all the different areas, you know, when in the week, even like, so in the day, first of all, breaking it down is like, do you have more energy in the morning? Do you have Mm. more energy at night? Right. Cause we all have these natural tendencies. And I think, again, we try to fit ourselves into a box. A lot of times, you know, influencers or whoever, it's kind of that popular, like get up early, crush it, do all these things. 
But if that's not how you're built, then that's going to be really painful. And so again, it's so much of that awareness is like paying attention. And a lot of that, I like to do a time audit and an energy audit. So like, where's your time actually going? And then in that same vein is paying attention to your energy, Mm -hmm. where the natural flows, right? And then also that the same goes for the week, right? In the beginning of the week, the end of the week, so that you can kind of move things around. But then also what are the things in your life that are the energy drainers and the energy replenishers. I mean, that's, that's probably the biggest piece of it is just that awareness. And so much of that is just, again, paying attention throughout the day. And for me, like a great example of this, when I started doing this podcast, I'm naturally an introvert Mm -hmm. and I get my energy. That's the other piece of it, right? Just all the different pieces of your energy and what makes you, you and, you know, affects your energy. So um, in general, I need a lot more alone time and that's how I power up Me is too. my alone time. Right. <laughs> of course. Right. <laughs> of course. So we're twins. Um, and, and so then when I do these interviews, I swear, I like come away. I'm like flying high. I'm like, there's something to it. Right. I'm like, right. because it's, I, it's attached to my passion mm-hmm. and there's something in there that's an energy replenisher. And it right. just is what it is. So, uh, so a big part of it is the noticing and then no judgment, right? Yeah. Because if something's a drainer, the other, the other, you know, side of that coin is it can be something that to somebody else is a replenisher or to somebody else is a, it's typically like a positive thing, mm-hmm. but it's in this season, maybe it's draining your energy. I mean, right. <laughs> my first thought is, you know, something to do with the kids or with school, like, right, like volunteering or just these extra things or whatever it is, just that noticing when you start to notice like, oh, like that, when I walked away from doing that thing or that task or that activity, I was less energized. And again, it's Mm, being, I don't know, it's just being, it's so much of it is graceful, taking the judgment out of it, just noticing because many things, right, we're not going to be able to just get rid of (laughs) like we're gonna but so it's that that management and that awareness and the management piece i think is like okay if i'm doing something that's going to drain my energy here and i know that then i'm going to put something make some space create some time and space to replenish my energy intentionally Mm, right right so it's that balance right sarah that is beautiful Mm -hmm. that that is and it's all comes down to self-awareness and I like to take that even a a step further is deciding ahead of time. Like what is my absolute yes? What are my absolute yeses? The things that I'm going to say yes to and that, that energize me. What are the things I'm going to say no to? And so that you already know, right. When this, you know, when this volunteering, absolutely. um, For for instance comes, you know, if this is not, if this is and 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 actually if it's not in the yes column, Mm -hmm. it's a no. It's yeah. not a maybe because maybe's are wishy-washy. Maybe's are energy drainers. Yes, yes. But this is this is really really beautiful, and this it's the self awareness. Yeah. Where you know what activities, and I really love because I've I've begun doing this. So it is the full moon today. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been um, I have been using the um, my cyclical awareness mm-hmm. of the moon. I know that the week before now the day of the full moon. It's really odd for me. I'm just like, (sighs) I'm relaxed. Like, but the week before, Mm -hmm. like even yesterday, like leading up to the full moon, I am this full of energy. So it is not a good time for me to do interviews or anything like Mm. out of my normal. Now this has taken me a long time. I finally, I have a, I have my wall calendar right here. I finally put the full moon on every, where it is every single month of the year. That's awesome. I have blocked out my calendar except for today. Um, but, but the full, it, it's, I don't know why that happens for me, but it's me, right? Exactly. It's my self-awareness. Yeah. But knowing that, oh, I know that if I'm, if I'm doing this, mm-hmm. I'm going to need this on the other side, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. I, I started doing this with, um, so I am big on self-care mm-hmm. and uh, taking care of myself. My family thinks nothing of me um, leaving for, you know, a long weekend and, you know, mm-hmm. at least four times a year. Now, not so much during the pandemic, but that's okay. Um, but getting into the habit of, you know, this is just yeah. what I do. So mom's yep. going to leave and it's okay because she's always going to come back. Like they're, right. they're just, it's just something that they're used to. Yeah. Um, 
and I used to plan my um, my winter. Um, I call it my solo R and R. I used to plan my winter solo R and R after the holidays, right in January when there was right. nothing on the calendar. But by the time I got there, I was I was yeah past needing it, right? Mm -hmm. So now I do it at the beginning of December. And so it's in between Thanksgiving and Christmas and, but it's all stems to self-awareness. You know, it's not like I'm like this brilliant person. I'm just aware. Oh, yes. You know, and just getting into that. So I really love that energy. Where is, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just doing an audit. Where, Where do I feel? And same thing with the morning. So Mm -hmm. I do like to, I know that if I get up early before my kids, before my family and do my, do my morning routine, Mm -hmm. my morning rhythm, Uh which I'm going to call it from (laughs) now on, I, we all have a much better day. Now, if I were to get up at that time, you know, I mean, ideally I'm getting up at five, that's six Mm o'clock later since the pandemic and since summer, but when the kids are in school, it's usually like uh, 530, 545. But I'm not working at 5:45, right? Mm-hmm. I I do not I that I would I would spend hours working on you know one one right. thing. Yeah. So I know that about myself. Mm-hmm. I can get my and that that's a, that's something I think with my clients too. Like, mm-hmm. but it's not you 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 plan it. If you're the kind of person that wakes up first thing in the morning and you are set to go, mm-hmm. then take advantage of that. Yeah. But if you are not like me, I can't sit down and work first thing in the morning. Right, but I can right. go for my walk. I can do my yoga. I can meditate yeah. and I can journal. I can yep. do those things. Yes. And then by the time I get the kids doing what they need to do, then I can sit down to work. Right. But that hasn't, that didn't come, you know, it didn't exactly. come. It hasn't always been that way, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Just all the self-awareness. So I love that. Yeah. And so t- tell us a little about a, a bit about the essentials list versus, versus the traditional to-do list because I think this is huge and I, yes. I, I have a feeling this this kind of this kind of leads into your planner and how that works <laughs> yes yes okay so this is kind of where I take again it's my way of taking all the big vision that we talk about the value like all the things all the priorities the things swimming around in your head because yeah. I think that the mental load for moms is so real. Um, and sort of the first thing is really I brain dump, like a Mm -hmm. brain dump Mm -hmm. list, which basically is all the things like pick up dry cleaning, soccer, make dinner, blah, 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 blah. That mental load, get it. I'm that's where I think the planner for me, the physical planner, it's to that science really of getting things out of your brain, then your brain releases it. And it's like, okay, it's permission to not have it keep rattling around. So starting off with, I have, I'm big on Trello as well. I have like Mm, a couple different tools, um, in my toolbox, but, um, typically that's where I keep my brain dump list is Mm. there. That's a good idea. Okay. I think, and, and so again, this is where playing around with it. I love to say, you know, being a curious observer and like trying things out and then making them your own. That's Mm -hmm everything. So, um, cause the brain dump is if I do it sometimes in, or the master task too, that goes into, you go from the brain dump to your master task list, usually Mm -hmm. for like a month, like at a month. So these are all the things, right. I need to get done just all the things, but even from your brain dump, ideally you're going to go through and we've heard this before, right. But you're going to delete whatever you possibly can from the brain dump. And then you're going to delegate whatever you possibly can. Mm, Yes. Then you, from there, you move those over into your master task list. Right. So these are the things that, yes, I'm doing. I am doing because they're, right, they're for me. Um, And so that's where there's, it's even that first distinction. Um, And then where the brain dump, if I keep it in Trello or sort of in the notes app or whatever, it's easier to delete then, right? Right, Like once you, I think. So that's just why I like that little piece there. Um, Then the master tasks that usually, like I said, it will be, that's where I will put it in my planner. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I'll keep it in the Trello as well, master task. And it's like, that's a long list, Yeah. Um, but it's not for the week and it's not for the day. I think this is where the distinction is, right? Where often people or women, like we do in general, the traditional to-do list is the mile long list of all these tasks that 
even that's the thing, even if you are not planning on doing them all today, if they are, if you're looking at them today and you're, there's no like structure to it, or there's no like organization, your brain is going to think that you are telling it to do all those things today. Right. And it's going to shut down. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's what happens, right? We, that's we the overwhelm, of, right? That's, that's what happens overwhelm. with the overwhelm is we shut exactly. down and then we don't know what to do next. You don't know what to do next. Yeah. You don't know what's actually important, you know? So it's really, for me, it's doing the work on the front end mm -hmm. and figuring out, right? Trickling down, pulling out from your master task list for each week. So each week I have my weekly refresh time where it's my weekly planning time. And from my master task list, I pull out what is necessary, essential mm. for this week. Right, right. Right. So that's again, where some of the practice comes in of figuring out how do I figure out what's essential, right? It's, it's going to be different for everybody, yeah. but it's that discernment and it's, that's where you can bring it back to sometimes it's just tasks that need to get done. It's just literally right. like this needs to happen. But then it's those important things, right? That aren't necessarily urgent, but they are aligned to yeah. your vision. They are a part of, you know, the woman that you are becoming that you are. And right. so incorporating that is, is the other piece into the essentials week. And then from there, every day I pull out, okay, what are, you know, the essentials for today? Yeah. from my week. I don't look at my master tasks really right. until the next week, you know, each week, but not every day. Yeah. So it's just, it's less and less and less until you are left ideally with your top three things, top whatever works, right? I like to right. go three that need to get done and yeah. will get done today. That is beautiful. And because all of us, I mean, they, they even make, um, you know, this little, um, this little magnet refrigerator, the yeah. to-do list to do today, like, yeah. And then yeah. it's got like 20 spaces. Are right. you kidding me? Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is beautiful. <laughs> and I love, again, I love the, the words that you use essentials <laughs> is so much more flowy and doable than yeah. to do to do is yeah. it feels very um very uh very harsh like right. hard lines mm -hmm. you know moms we need easy we do not need exactly. hard lines yeah. <laughs> oh that's hard good. lines yeah. because we can't yeah. because life and yeah. motherhood is not hard lines it's yep. all like you know it's all flowy and all over the place exactly. so yeah i love that sarah this has been amazing and <laughs> and like you said i think that we're going to have to, I'm going to have to come, have you come back yeah. and we're going to have to go even deeper into some of these concepts Perfect. that you talked about today, but I have loved our time together. Me too. Now, can you tell us about a time in motherhood that felt impossible when you either achieved something or you overcame something? Yes. So really, I feel like my first thought is like my whole beginning journey, the first five right. years of motherhood, but I already shared that. So I would say the biggest thing um, that I look back on the, the accomplishment piece of it, it was really publishing that first planner. Mm, and yeah. so because I had no idea, I mean, I, you know, yeah, where to even start, but right. I just knew it was like something on my heart. It was the this vision, this dream, this goal. And I was like, really, I was going to figure it out. Um, and that's what I love is just encouraging women to, is just taking that messy action right. um, and kind of figuring it out as you go. Um, but yeah, it felt because at that point too, so that was, you know, they were still, they were littles. They were still, mm -hmm. I had the littles um, and we were still, I was still on my own journey too. I think in the, in the, you know, midst of all that, Right. So in that way, it felt like, okay, is creating, you know, this planner. And in addition to that, just sort of the business in general, like having something of my own in that way, right. like, is this for me? Is this, is this possible? So it was just kind of working through that. Um, but I do feel like the, the thing that I'm really passionate about as well, just because that's my story is that it's that intentionality, right? That if yeah. not every mom, obviously has to, like some moms, you know, staying home, that is their passion. That is their mission. And that is right. amazing. Like yeah. amazing. And, and that just was for me, it was like, there was, there was like this one missing piece. Mm -hmm. Um, and so kind of getting over all of that, right. Working through even the guilt and all the things that go with that. Yep. Um, 
And as I was, it's kind of my business is evolving as I'm like doing the personal growth as well. So, right. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I love that story because it is for one thing, it's an example that we can be moms Mm -hmm. and be ourselves. Yeah. We can, we can, and and it's different for all of us. And it's in, oh gosh, where did I recently, um, I recently, interviewed someone and she said that that it's not a uh it's not it's not a it's not a uh it's not a sprint like mother Mm. none nothing in motherhood is a sprint it's a marathon right so in a marathon takes a long time yeah and it doesn't it doesn't have to be that we have to do it the way everybody else does it right and it doesn't have to be that it's you know that we're doing it it has to be done Mm-hmm. We just let it flow and and, yeah. follow, and create rhythms around doing something like that, right? right? Absolutely. And uh, and 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 another thing that what what you said um, made me remember is that you know becoming a mother opens up all of your paradigms, yeah. all of your all of your stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then starting a venture like a business or yeah. writing a book or a planner or something like mm-hmm. that on top of motherhood is opening up even further. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is exactly. really brave, but yeah. it's possible, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're helping other moms, you're helping yeah. other people to, uh, to, to let it be easier. Right. Yeah. And to, yep. to actually get things done and yeah. become the woman, you know, exactly the person. Yeah. So Sarah, this has been amazing. Like <laughs> I said, I have loved our conversation. You have shared so many gold nuggets. <laughs> um, and can you tell us how our how the listeners can find you? Yes. Thank you. This was so fun. So um, I am, am your Simply Big Life. <laughs> Um, is the website. I actually just switched over from a Simply Big Life. So, and then yours, Simply Big Life, is my podcast, which you were a guest on. So, I'm so excited for that. And then you're on Instagram, your underscore Simply Big Life. Okay. So, yeah. Definitely listen to Sarah's podcast because we have so much overlap. We're very, very, and, and, and I really, you're going to love it. And she goes deeper and deeper into, um, into, uh, some of the things that she talked about here. Um, and, uh, Sarah, again, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Oh, thank you, Tracy. I really enjoyed it. All right. Goodbye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. Now, if you haven't already, go ahead and download the High Vibe Toolkit. It's a mom's guide for taking yoga off the mat and into your life. You'll learn how to create your own unique toolkit full of tools for raising your vibe quickly and getting yourself out of a funk in record time next time you find yourself in one. Because funk happens, right? You'll learn how to tap into your inner mentor to cultivate more joy, more connection, and more harmony in your life as you return to your natural high vibe self. You'll raise the vibe in your home as you reclaim your own inner vibe. Now, this is the only guide designed to help moms who want to feel alive keep their yoga vibe flowing both on and off the mat, no matter what comes next. So download the High Vibe Toolkit at www.highvibetoolkit.com and reclaim your inner vibe. Anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.